Heat pumps are going mainstream. With tax credits of up to $2,000, the Federal Inflation Reduction Act can make it more affordable than ever to upgrade your HVAC system and lower your energy bills. Now's the time to say goodbye to your old-fashioned fossil fuel burning system and switch to an all-electric, all-climate heat pump from Mitsubishi Electric. Learn more about Mitsubishi Electric products at PatriotAir.com. Federal income tax credit available to U.S. homeowners only for qualifying heat pump models. Terms and conditions for tax credit are dependent on federal and state laws and regulations and are subject to change. Contact your tax advisor for further requirements and to confirm eligibility for tax credits. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, the Challenge Breakdown, episode 177. Plug the hole. I serve as your humble and oh so gracious host, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. As always, with the Challenge Breakdown, you can watch the video exclusively on the Wendell Holland YouTube page, so make sure you head over to YouTube, you type in, don't type in Wendeezy, type in Wendell Holland, go find his page, hit subscribe, watch the video, give it a thumbs up, okay? And get in the comments and let us know. And as always, show your baby boy some love and subscribe to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts at the Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to hit subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy a five stars. Listen, we are excited this week for the Challenge Breakdown Episode 3. Listen, I'm in my feelings, but I'm also extremely excited for this week's The Challenge Breakdown. We are joined, Wendell and I, from the Ghost Island contestant and the current contestant on the CBS The Challenge USA, Dominic Abate. Now, baby, this was a Dominic-heavy episode. And listen, we seen the Twitters, we seen everything, and we gets to the nitty-gritty with Dom. We ask him all the questions. We are breaking down the challenges. We are breaking down the algorithm. We're talking about the teams. It is a great episode. So listen, let me just be quiet and let's get into the challenge. Breakdown. It's Bryson Wen with the challenge breakdown. CBS reality royalty to be crowned. Survivor Love Island, Amazing Race, and Big Brother. Go toe to toe and compete against each other. It's Bryson Wen with the challenge breakdown. It's Bryson Wen with the challenge breakdown. It's Bryson Wen with the challenge breakdown. Welcome to the Wendell Holland YouTube channel for episode three of the challenge. Breakdown. If you like what you see, please subscribe to my YouTube page. Give a thumbs up. Leave a respectful comment and let us know what you think. This YouTube audio can also be heard exclusively on the Purple Pants podcast on all streaming sites. I am your host, the people's champ, Wendell Holland. And today we are very, very lucky to have one of my best friends in the whole world. Survivor icon, my brother. I don't know if I'm talking about Bryce or Dom right now, but I will add a little bit. The host of the Purple Pants podcast, the first third boot on Survivor Cog and the smelliest of them all, Mr. Bryce Isaiah. Welcome. 
What's going on? I'm excited for today's episode, but listen, keep keep the intro going. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to do what I can. <laughs> and we are even luckier to have another one of my best friends, someone I've known even longer than Bryce Isaiah, hailing from Long Island, New York, one of the best grill masters to oh. come out of the survivor world and chefs. Oh, okay. Ooh. Who can be seen driving around Brooklyn, speaking very respectfully and gently to his work crew. <laughs> the runner up of survivor season 36 had to add that in there. Kristen's husband, Donna, Frankie and Vincent's father, the one and only Mr. Dominic Abate. Welcome. Whoa. That was the intro. That was it. He nailed it, Bryce. For sure, he nailed it. <laughs> he told me to step my intro game up, so I, you know, I put some thought into this one. Oh, man, that was good. Let me just start by saying thank you for having me. I know this is kind of odd because um, I just, like, I, it's like this episode just happened to be a Dom-heavy episode, and I mm. happened to just be coming on. But before I get into, we get into any of that, this podcast, which is just fairly new, this YouTube channel, uh, I, I, I got some of the second episode in, but I'm still, I'm still enamored by the first episode. <laughs> Here you go. I, Here you go. I'm sorry. I feel like it's coming. <laughs> it, it was, was so good. It was so good. I loved it, and Bryce and Wen doing math was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for anyone that didn't watch episode one of this uh, YouTube show. You got to go back. So but good. my question is, Dom, did I get the math right though? Oh, you did. Oh, whether whether no, you no, did. No, 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 no. no. Looking down. What no, were you no, looking no. down at? You got it right. I had you my just... contacts. My contact was. I had carry to... the decimal. Carry the decimal. Carry the decimal. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Dom, thank you for joining us, my man, my good friend. Thank you. Um, You're no stranger to myself or to Bryce. So we really appreciate you jumping on. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I got a four day weekend. I'm feeling good. Uh, And yeah, I watched the episode last night like you guys, you know, and uh, how you feel? It was uh, interesting. It was uh, it was a doozy. And um you know, there's a lot to talk about, but I want you, I'm following your lead today. So why don't you take us down the road here and I'll just jump in when you need me. But I'm also here to fill in any uh, oh, yes. questions or whatever I can without, you know, getting in trouble, obviously. But I'm sure, uh, yeah, I think there was a few things I wish I was on in the first episode so I could clarify a few things <laughs> like the production company is called Bunham Murray. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Bryce, what, what do you call it, Bryce? Dom. Bryce? Dom. I love, I love Berkshire what you Berkshire Murky? Berkshire Miraway or something. Burke and Murky. Okay. I love it. Stick with now, it. Uh, before we go anywhere, Dom, I just, I have a, a, a one question is that like, how did you prepare for the challenge? I'm like, when you got the call and they said, Dom, we want you and not Wendell. First of all, that made me the most excited. Okay. E- easy. I don't know how true that story is. I, listen, the real winner of Ghost Island in my book, but listen, that's another day, for another time. <laughs> but just curious, uh, like when you got the call and they wanted you for this, like mm-hmm. how, like what was your thought process and how did you prepare? That's a good question. And I think, um, the majority, I think all of us kind of got calls at different times. Okay. I could sit here and tell you, I probably was a last minute add on. Okay. I didn't, you know, 
Tyson, I think, got called a year earlier. I got called, I think, two months before we went out, you know, or maybe I got my initial call in December, but I wasn't sure how serious to take the call. And like, like, am I really going to interrupt my entire life for this first phone call? I need more. They were not giving us a lot of information. So it was really like it was uh, based on faith, like you're going somewhere. Uh, and we can't tell you when yet, but are you interested? And it's something kind of like the challenge, but maybe not. And it was like, you just have to really start to wrap your head around that. Now, I think I got a second call or uh, at least I was pushed further up in the process around early January. And this is when I started to take it a little more seriously. At this point, I had already planted the seed at work with my boss and with Kristen, my wife. So that they could kind of ingest the fact that I might be leaving. <clears throat> and I think by this point, I kind of had their blessing, even though I didn't completely have their blessing, but kind of enough where I can say yes to it. And this gave me a total of about, I don't know, nine weeks <laughs> to get ready physically for this show. And you got to keep something in mind. Uh You know, there's a thing called seasonal depression. You know, mm. I was in the midst of winter. When I got the call, you know, I, I eat, I put some pounds on. All right. That's what I did. Like many of us during the winter months, we get comfortable. So uh, I did my best in the two months, let's say leading up to the show, but you know, it shows that I could have used a few more months of preparation out there, but Hey, it is what it is. I'm not going to comment on your physique, Dom. I think you look great out there. But <laughs> I will you. say, when you go out for a show like Survivor, where you're not really eating, right? then it's like you can go out there however. And if you just last long enough, you're going to come back kind of, you know, yeah, cut up. And, and you want to talk about uh, 180 from Survivor on this show. Not only uh, was there food, there was mm. excessive food. Wow. And I don't mean excessive food like dinner. I mean, they did bring out dinner, breakfast, lunch every day. Some days it was okay. Some days it was better than others. But the snacks, mm. there were snacks that. everywhere. Yeah. Kit Kat bars and oh. cookies and just. Oh. So when you have a lot of downtime in your regular life, let's say you're sitting around the house, it's a rainy day, you can't go out and you got snacks in the house. What are you going to do? You got to walk in the kitchen. You're going to get a snack. It was no different here. <laughs> I was hitting the kitchen quite a bit. There were even snacks on the bus, like Jeez. to go to a challenge. Wow. And then I remember I turned into what's that uh, psychology thing? The Pavlov's dog. Every time the bell rings, the dog looks for the treat. Every time I got on the bus, instead you of look looking for, for my seat, I looked for the snack before the seat. And I what? wasn't the only one. I wasn't wow. the only one. Was there a snack of choice? Yes. Get I mean, there was the a question. lot. There was like, there'd be like Sour Patch Kid type oh. things. And then there'd also be like the dark chocolate type stuff or nuts or um, you name it. Yeah. It, it right. existed. So there was a lot of snacks. So it was hard. I mean, I worked out a lot. I mean, I know you guys haven't seen that yet on the show, <laughs> but I did quite a bit of running and lifting and, uh, you know, I did. I did what I could. Everyone did. Everyone's very active. This is a very active group of people. Uh, and it was intimidating for sure. Right. And you as one of the, I'm not going to say older, but one of the more seasoned guys. Sure. Sure. Walking out there. How did that, how did that make you feel 
knowing that you're stepping in amongst youngins and yeah. strong people and all of that. I mean, I'm not saying you're not strong. No, no, no. I understand. Uh, and you guys actually covered uh, when you did your pregame thing while we were actually filming. I listened to that and yeah. it, you some of your analysis was spot on. Wow. Yeah. And what I mean by that is when you said something specific, like I know Dom, he's going to feel a little out of place with the young people, but the same situation was happened in survivor. He was the older guy and you know, he needed a few days to find his bearings and eventually he was able to do that. And I felt like up to this point, I kind of, it was in that same situation where I felt very intimidated by this young, very fit, very beautiful cast of people. Cinco. Yeah. Yes, for right. One. We know. Um, and for me, I just I did have like that intimidation factor again. But I knew I'm like I've been here before. Just let the game come to you. You're gonna be all right. Hang in there. Hang in there. Hang in there. And you can see up to this episode, I haven't done much. I kind of let the game just do what it's doing. And now the game, this episode, came to me. It and came to you. And it now did. you gotta turn it on. Time yeah. to turn it on. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I guess this is the challenge breakdown. So what we'd like to do is talk through some of the whole, like the episode, you know, sure. um, and break it down with you. And we want to start obviously at the last elimination where TJ then decided to, you know, bring out the algorithm again, <laughs> this uh, interesting thing. We see Bryce likes to focus yeah. on TJ's outfits. <laughs> Bryce, right. what what do you think of this outfit? I mean, I I, I uh, it's a D. It's a D. I got a question for you, Bryce. Yes. Last week you no, said that he was no, not wearing listen, the we, orange we have, hoodie. With we have a black new guest. Okay. We have a guest that is a current contestant on the show, but we are not going to focus on okay. the algorithm of last week. Okay. But fine. what I would like to know is, Dom, what what, what, what would you rate? Is would this be a Dom outfit? Uh, you know, a little black. Bubby bubble vest, little um, jeans, little pocket on the side. I mean, it's not totally out of the realm of something I'd put on, but probably not first choice okay. for me. It was funny because you, uh, so we're in Argentina and it's uh, March, which means it's autumn. See, mm. and back home it's spring, but down by us it was autumn. So we had like that autumnal. Some days were kind of warm. Some days had a little chill in the air. So TJ constantly, his wardrobe was either like you'll see. It's just constantly varying with uh, uh, the temperate situation of of the moment. But uh, I, I thought TJ was a pretty flashy dresser. I know, I know, I, I've heard Bryce had a few concerns, but uh, overall he. He's got it going on, I think. We'll okay. get to what he was wearing in the um, in your challenge tonight. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, but yeah, so we have him in this algorithm, and um, he he unveils the new pairings for uh, for this week. We have um, David Shannon, Kylan Angela, DX Shan, Ben Kira, Enzo Desi, Dom, and Cache. What were your initial thoughts when you got Cash? Uh, yeah, honestly, worry. And I don't think I was only worried. She was worried too. We were both worried. We were both concerned. Um, again, I don't want to, this podcast, uh, for me to speak for her. She's not here to defend herself. So it's important that anything I discuss regarding cash and Dom this episode, I gotta like really be cautious that, uh, 
I just don't want to say anything where she can't speak for herself. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the fair way to do this because we definitely butt heads this episode, as you all know. Um, yeah, we saw but, that. Uh, we'll get to- but yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but like I said, uh, so speaking for her, I know I, I, if I had to guess, I would think that we were both uh, in this situation where, where we kind of were wishing we didn't have each other. And for me, the biggest thing is I haven't really spoken to Cash in the house up to this point. A little bit. But for the most part, not really. No real sit down conversation that made me feel like we're on the same page regarding any game or anything like that. It was just real friendly chatter up to this point. And um, I think it was the lack of knowing what was going on. There were a few things I did observe about her, which we'll talk about as we get up to certain points, which reflected my concern. Uh, especially when we got to the very specific uh, challenge stuff that we did. It wasn't just uh, me bashing her. Uh, there was specific reasons for my comments, but we'll get to that. Whatever. So when you say like your lack of uh, like conversation or like communication with cash, do you think that's a direct uh, line of survivor strong and you are currently in the numbers with Survivor. So what is the point of Love Island? Or are you just saying like, we just really just never said it, like we just never had the time to sit down and talk? Yeah, it wasn't that it was a Survivor strong thing. Um, And it wasn't it was less about the show and more about where all of us kind of were in our lives. Mm. And Cash is an amazing person and she has a lot of life in her. And she was always so like good and like chatting it up with people and very, and where I was like kind of calculated on certain Mm. things and trying to observe certain things. So I didn't have like in the beginning of the game, I was doing a lot of observing and a lot less like, Hey, you know, (laughs) I mean, I just, it's not really in my nature to be that way anyway you know i can't i and i don't like to be fake so i knew at some point her and i were gonna probably be forced into this situation where we're gonna have to work together and i just do wish i that's one regret i have is that i didn't do a better job getting to know her prior to us getting teamed up because obviously it caused for quite a bit of a mess another question i have is that a viewer of the show, and I would just love since you are there, and this is the first time that we have on the challenge breakdown. Right. For me, you're team iPhone, right? Yes. Windows team iPhone, I'm team iPhone. Every once in a while, iPhone will say boop, 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 boop. Low up though, low upgrade. Up, up, update. Uh, update. Thank you, Dom. <laughs> Thank you, Dom. <laughs> what will the phone say? <laughs> a little update, <laughs> you know, little boop, 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 boop. and you go okay, and it says fixes the speed, fixes little bug, boom, your iPhone is good. Now, as a viewer, I am like, why is this damn algorithm so slow? <laughs> it's like, T- wait, hold on, wait, Uh-oh. let me just. Let me, t- hey, TJ. <laughs> okay. Then he's like, it's the algorithm. Then it's like, boom, boom, boom. Like Berkshire and Murray. Like, what, like <laughs> is this something that we could do? But so you being out there, 
What's the algorithm on that slow? Y'all was way worse. (laughs) (laughs) Way worse. Oh my God. Wow. That thing would just go. It felt like Price is Right. You know, they like, wanted to get your days. reactions. Oh my god! I yeah, but sometimes it might have like uh, malfunction. Even I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like it would just get stuck bouncing sometimes. So and you'd be it's like, safe to say that the algorithm is an android. <laughs> All right, we can go with that. We can go with that. And I think that algorithm has a, has a very sick sense of humor. How it pairs certain people mm. with each other certain weeks. I think sure. a quote from you was something to the tune of, "I'm a forty thir- three year old, and I get partnered with Love Island girl after Love Island girl after yes. Love Island girl." Yes, uh, and I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, TJ will tell you it's the perfect algorithm. So, <sighs> however it worked itself out, it was meant to be that way. And that is the nature of the scientific mechanics behind the algorithm, which came to be. And you will see that next week it will work perfectly again. (laughs) All right. We're excited for that. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Moving on a little bit after all these new pairs are, you know, put together, Danny and Aza, X and Kayla, uh, Tyson, Alyssa, Cinco, Lucina, Leo, Justine, James and Tasha. We get you folks going back home and we kind of get people pairing off, talking with their new partners um, and, you know, c- kind of coming together a little bit. We have James is talking to the racers, how like, you know, we and and. I want to, Bryce, I want you to observe James's outfit also. But James is talking to the racers about like, we made a name for Amazing Race because he'd been thrown in, he'd been voted twice. And one time he scrambled his way out. The second time he fought his way out of the arena. So like these racers are are showing who they are. Um, But Bryce, can we talk about his outfit a little bit? Yes, James is giving James the Builder. Okay, he just got off the set from Bob the Builder. Okay, <laughs> he's got his overalls and it looks like some Birkenstocks. And uh, he's giving comfy. Like Dom just explained, the weather in Argentina is autumn. So, you know, it might have given a little chilly, but James wanted his toes out. So he has some sandals on. So <laughs> you're not getting Mario Brothers from that? No, I mean, I, Mario. I did hear Mario once. Yeah, so, well. James was inspired by maybe Bob the Builder or Mario, either or. Regardless, he just came off of a great performance, and uh, so they're back uh, with each other. We get Shan talking to DX, um, and he says basically, basically she has a an anthem, anthem for when she's doing devious things, and he wants to give her a fresh start. <laughs> she got a anthem. What I also thought was so weird about this uh, interaction with uh, Shannon DX was like, uh, I guess Shan was saying that the survivor lines uh, are are drawn and it's survivor strong, hashtag survivor strong. Uh, however, she doesn't talk to a lot of the survivor people um, and that, you know, her and her getting a chance to talk with DX uh, was a chance for her to 
spread her wings. But I was just like, well, that's your partner. So it's like, I don't know if that's like actually spreading your wings, more so like just talking with your partner. But I guess, Dom, like you being out there, do you feel like it was really like survivor strong, heavy, big brother, heavy, Love Island heavy? Or do you feel like there was a lot of, I don't, I want to say a word, but I feel like it's going to be wrong. So blurry I'm going to just say blurry lines. Yeah. There was a lot of observations I made in the beginning. First of all, I would have loved to see more of the, um, and maybe it's coming. I don't know, but uh, the bringing Shan and Danny back because they left their season of survivor. Not great. And uh, I thought it would have been important to see how they kind of rekindled, you know, their old bond that they had back on the Island. Um we talked about it. I talked to Danny about it, you know, all that. Uh, but the, for the, from the viewer standpoint, it, uh, I would have loved to see more of that. Shan did a lot. She had a lot of relationships out there. She like, and that uh, she had quite there, a relation. I, I can't, I can't, I can't yeah. really, you know what I mean? I, I know when to, I got to zip my lips. So I'm gonna, uh, zip it. you know what I mean? Uh, I'm just saying yeah. that uh, from, from observing in the early days of the game, I was actually surprised to see how many relationships she did have. And, and not like that. She just made them in the moment, but came into the game with them. Mm. And I was like, how did that happen? How does she know so many big brother people? Like, where what am i doing wrong I, I don't know you know what i mean and uh that was something that i just witnessed and um you know made a mental note of right okay all right and um we get more you know more of these new partnerships coming we get james atasha mm-hmm. we get a james confessional saying that uh he's only one of three amazing racers as we all know and he's looking for a home with the survivors and he was happy to work with tasha yeah, James was awesome. And James, like, really appreciated his time out there and seeing all these reality faces. I mean, all of us did. I think I remember that first day just being like, wow, look at this crew. And I didn't know half of them, but I just from looking at them, you knew they were somebody. They, and it was just a real good, cool feeling. So I remember James mentioning often, like, what a wild experience to be here with all these great people. And I feel the same way. I feel really grateful and blessed to have been given this opportunity to do it. But uh, at the same time, and this applies to Survivor as well, I'm sure, Big Brother, like, while you're out here, you know, taking in all these great personalities, you got to remember we're playing a game. <laughs> we got work to do out here. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So the algorithm created some new interesting scenarios and, um, you got some really powerhouse teams this time around. Sarah and Cinco being one of them, Kyland and Angela. I mean, whoo. Yeah. I, I had one quick follow up question. Um, you said when you step in and even if there's people that you don't know, but you're like, man, these are some, like, there are some people sometimes in those situations, there are certain people that like truly stand out. That it's like, you may or may not even know this person, but you're like, man, that person, not only are they somebody, but their aura is giving, they're going to stand out from the pack. Were there any people like that in the crowd that your kind of first perspective was, 
like, wow, this per- this person is one of those people, whatever it is, one of these unicorns or one of those yeah. people. Uh, Tiffany. Oh. I just knew that, like, in the first five minutes of seeing her, like, <laughs> she's going to be running things real fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Cinco, just from a physical presence, I'm like, he's going to do damage. Xavier, one of my favorite people in the world, uh, such a well-spoken, but like also a physical presence, you know, um, Danny, who I've never met up to this point, but I knew through watching his season, but feeling in awe that I'm out here with a former Dallas Cowboy wow. and like, just, whoa, what am I doing here? And I remember Enzo and myself, you know, Enzo played big brother and him and I very similar in a lot of ways. And him and I just like sitting in the, in the yard one day, we'd be like, what are we doing here, bro? <laughs> we don't belong here. But, uh, um, but yeah, but uh, one other thing I wanted to say about the algorithm uh, and what pertains to the game itself, I don't know like how much of this has been picked up on yet, but if you go back to the first challenge where we're asked to pick our own partners, I believe it was even Sarah who made this great point to say to all the survivors, make sure you don't pick a survivor as a partner. Mm. In other words, spread out your insurance policies to as many other people as you can in the event that you lose or win, whatever it is, you want the protection of having a person from another show, preferably big brother, because they're biggest in numbers, you know? So every time the algorithm reset itself and would do this new thing, you're actually, it's less about, it's less about, do I have a solid, you know, partner with me? To me, it was more important to make sure I have a a person on the big brother side. Right. Because even if, yeah, and in my mind, just don't lose. You don't have to win, but just don't lose. Don't lose. lose. You know what I mean? So I know that's, I mean, you're not playing this game to not lose. You're playing the game to win, but you also have to be realistic with the situation at hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the challenge? What are we about to do? Is this realistic? And if not, all right, just don't come in last. We have insurance because we're with, you know. So for me, the first three shots at getting a Love Island person, that worried me because I don't feel like I had the protection with Love Island like I would have if I had a big brother as my teammate. Does that make sense? No. Makes a lot of sense. And you bring up uh, Sarah Lucina, and I, you know, I'm a little biased. Sarah Lucina, Kagian, that's mm-hmm. my girl. Um, and I, I, what I love about the challenge USA is the, the meshing of CBS shows of like your favorite people, like you talking about your relationship with Enzo. And like, I could just see it, uh, mm-hmm. been around you too. But what I love here is that like, you know, we see Sarah like almost pillow talking with Cache. And I think that that is one of the things that people underestimate about Sarah is how personable she is like don't get me wrong she's a beast but for her to be able to make these like type of connections and we don't always get to see it when we're watching Survivor but just to see her and Cash like two ladies that I love and like hearing them like just cut up and kiki I love it and again I, and I, I love and I feel like Sarah is doing this because it's genuinely her like she loves people but I also feel like with you just saying like make sure you get a big brother and I can only help but to think that Sarah is you know expanding the the empire to to love island girls because Mm -hmm. they're out there and they're they're a number as well so I just uh I love that you bring that up because I feel like I see that 
gameplay or aspect in a lot of the survivor players expanding their network. Um, real quick regarding Sarah, if you go back, she's been on survivor three times. I feel that every time she was on, you just saw like this real serious strategic side of Sarah. Right. (laughs) This show I feel like you're finally getting to see who she is as the person, right. a real person. She's so amazing. So amazing. And I've had many good conversations with her and um exactly what you said Bryce is exactly right. She has the ability to sit down with anybody and have a conversation with anybody. So that was something she really um, and I, it took me by surprise as well, because the only Sarah I know is the one I've seen on television like the rest of you. I mean, I've met her. I've hung out her in Vegas, but it was very mm-hmm. quick and we didn't really get down to it. You know, where this time I'm actually living with her and seeing like how she behaves when she wakes up in the morning and like how personable she is. And is she going to be cranky in the morning? But she's not. She's so laid back and super. She just goes out of her way to really you know be present for uh anyone that's you know in the area or needs someone to talk to i really uh i gotta give her credit for that she was very good at that for sure i remember on um winners at war my one of my one of my better seasons uh pre-merge right no not pre-merge uh there 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 is there is one pre-merger on this podcast right now by the name of bryce isaiah But anyway, we'll get to that also. I got, I got something for that. But um, I remember Sarah Lucina just making those deep connections with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yule would be out on the island um, talking to us about Jonathan Penner's wife, Stacy Penner, um, who passed away. Yule will be saying like all that he would do with the money if he were to win. And he, you know, he, Sarah would be crying with him, holding him up, you know, like, like, or she talked to me about things. We, we had our conversations about like being black in America and being police officers in America. Um, I just remember, I distinctly remember on that DeKalb Beach, her being able to connect with every single person on a personal mm-hmm. level. Um, and whatever it is, uh, about her, she, she can go into these games and make those connections with people. Yeah. And we saw it, her laying with cachet. Cash talking about her and Cinco. And then we have, I think we have a clip of when Dom then said something to the tune of, we're talking about dating games. I'm trying to play a game of strategy. Oh, yeah. Well, the Cinco Cash uh, stuff, <laughs> everything that entailed what they went through on Love Island and how it kind of carried over, it was, it was, it was quite present in the house, you know? And, um, yeah, I, I definitely had concern. I think I said that it's, I, I don't want my partner to be distracted. You know, I'm worried if she's distracted about some other issue that's going on in this house, I'd rather she be focused on the task at hand. Um, but, you know, what do I know? What do I know how it's affecting her? Uh, this is just one of my, you know, uh, you know, my moments where I kind of just 
could have polished my wording a little better and my approach could have definitely been uh, a little, a little tighter, but um, yeah, you know, I think there's, there's something to be said also about observing the game for the first two episodes and like feeling like I haven't done anything yet. You know what I mean? And I don't think it just applies to me. I think that applies to a lot of people. I remember talking to Danny, like, come on, like, and even getting to this next challenge, like, you just want to do something. You know what I mean? And uh, it, it, it will, it'll jack you up a little bit and it may or may not, you know, cause you to react to certain things in a certain way. But I just remember feeling like very antsy by this day. And also the first week I was out there, I was really under the weather. I don't know if you noticed. I didn't look so good out there. Episode one and two. I was white as a go. I mean, I was white probably because it was still winter for me, but I actually thought I had pneumonia. Uh I remember like rappelling down the building with Justine and just like hawking. (laughs) I was in bad shape the first week. So now I'm feeling better and like I want to do something and I want to do it well. Um, And I remember, well, yeah, we'll, we'll stop with that. But yeah, so I had a, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I was concerned. I don't want other things to distract the task at hand. Understood. Bryce, thoughts? I mean, single would distract me. So okay. I, I mean, I'm <laughs> sorry. All right. So we also get, and this is someone I specifically, I want to um, ask you about. We get Tyson sitting with Angela and basically he's saying we're two of the big dogs. Everyone wants to partner with us because everyone wants to get some money. We have a cutaway to Shannon and Justine kind of like it looks like they're looking at them like, oh, man, Tyson's over there feeling himself or whatever it is. And I want to ask you, what were your initial thoughts um, when you went out there and you saw Tyson out there, who is this guy who um, has been he played Survivor how many times? This guy is like a true veteran. And I think that these first two and well, three episodes have shown him to just be like, you know, he's clearly doing something right out there. It seems. Well, you got to give credit where credits due, and he's a beast. I mean, he just crushed those first two challenges and he's made for television. I mean, everything that comes out of his mouth is fantastic. And there, yeah, there is like going out on my second show here and you know, like I said, being in the presence of some of these huge figures, it, it does, it does wrap you up a little bit. And I do remember having conversations with Tyson and just being like, this guy is like so well, like he's just so witty and quick and you could have a conversation with him and he'll trip you up and you won't know how to respond at at a tie, you know, sometimes, and he'll just fill in the blanks for you and do it very well. So. I do remember feeling uh, early on that there was maybe this unspoken truth that the survivor crew is sticking together. Right. And after Tyson and Angela win their first challenge in the first week, in the first episode, I did notice a shift that not a shift away from the survivor people so much, but a good deal of conversations he would be having with Angela now. And I got a little, not jealous, but uh, like, 
why is he not having these conversations with us? Like these long conversations, they can't be talking about life this much, right? I'm, I'm thinking, wait a second. I need to, you know, keep note. And Shan was on, like all of us were on it. It's not, it wasn't just me. Uh, everyone was on it on the survivor group saying like, what's going on? Are we starting to possibly crack here? And if so, like, should we, you know, just be prepared for what's maybe to come. So, um, and actually there's a Tyson thing that I want to bring up a little bit later as we get through this episode, but um, that was very revealing to me. Um, But yeah, having him out there, I think it's great, regardless of how anything ends up. Uh, it's one of those things you get to just feel like I'm out here playing this game with Tyson Apostle and and he and he's the boy, big dog out there for sure. And he deserves it because he's done a lot of work and uh, he's up to this point playing uh, an immaculate game. Now, I have a, a quick follow up question to that, because here on the challenge breakdown, we've been talking about how we feel like the challenge is a beast in itself and Survivor has its own strategy or like, you know, and Big Brother has its own strategy. Amazing Race has its own strategy. Love Island, question mark. But my question to you is, is that like hearing you say that, like, I wanted to make a big move and I've been laying low. I've been watching out. Do you feel like at this point, Tyson kind of illuminating himself as this beast that he is? Do you feel like where you are in this episode have you positioned yourself maybe in a better position than why be a showboat when I could lay low and now and the go target, in the arena and go? Well, I, I mean, well, listen, we're going to get there because I'm going to have to cuss Dom out. But, you know, like, do you feel like you might be in a better position for a longer term game? Because I've seen the challenge before a couple of times, you know, and it, if you're a target, they're going to keep throwing you in. Do you feel like that was a mistake of Tyson? Or do you feel like what your gameplay is working out well for you to kind of like, maybe like, let me see what's going on out here. You're saying he's playing too like, big, like he's so visible. Showboating. He's giving very much Floyd Mayweather after he just won a fight about six cars, you know, like okay. all of that. There's a difference in this version of the show from other versions. And the difference is that the algorithm gives you new partners every week. And and Tyson and Angela talk about it and they say, let's get rid of the weak players because, you know, at some point you're going to get partnered up with a person of the opposite sex. And you want to make sure that that person that you're partnered up with is a strong player. Because if there's a weak person that you're about to get partnered up with, now that could cost you your game. So their philosophy or their strategy on who to choose to put in, it actually makes sense to a certain point. Because now as you approach the final, do you really want all studs and you know amazing strong women and men to go up against in a final? Um, so you have to balance it out. Like you want to have strong people for the daily challenges. But when it comes time for the end of the game, how do I want to set myself up and who are the people that I want there to go up against? So that's, that's the, that's the tricky part of this game. 
Now I had a, uh, I was talking with Joey Hatch today about that very thing. Tyson saying, let's go for the weaker folks because we don't want to run with, we don't want to be paired up with weaker folks. I'm saying, hold on a second. You are arguably the strongest person out there. So that is, uh, that's clear. Of course, your stance will be, Hey, let's go for the weaker folks. Right. And he's playing a meat shield, right? He's looking for it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, dude, you, it, of course, the biggest guy out, it, it behooves you to say, as the biggest, strongest, he, you know, as the guy that's won the last two, of course, you're going to say, let's go for the, the weaker players. Right. Um, and then another thing I said to Hatch was, yeah, he's going to probably keep that tune until it's time to change that tune up, tune up um, and something else will, will, will benefit him. But also look at, but also look at his first two wins and who he threw in his first two times. Giovanni, who's a beast and Cashel, Mm. who's a beast. So when it's his turn to throw someone in, he's got no problem throwing strong people in. But I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily true. He might have honestly had to because it, that's the way the show alliances work themselves out. But I remember feeling relief when, when Tyson threw Giovanni in the first time. I love Giovanni. He's awesome. But I felt relieved when he went home because I was like, I don't want to mess with that dude in, in the arena. And I felt the same way about Cashel. So as long, so the, for the first two times that Tyson was making these decisions, I was cool with these. I didn't need to run it by him or him run it by me. He was making decisions that were in line with my game. I had no problem with that. You know what I'm saying? But it, there was still a, a, a light that was going off. Like, why is he not discussing this with us? Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe, maybe he was. Maybe he was discussing it with Sarah. I didn't see it. I, and I kind of felt out of the loop at this point. And I'm starting my flag. You know, flags are going up for me. And, and I'm starting to think, all right, maybe this is not a Survivor Strong thing. Maybe people are just going to play their own game for their own reasons and take their own course of action that benefits them. So you're right though, when there's, it's, it's probably a combination of both. Tyson is talking about taking out weak players because he's trying to protect himself. Right. But it's also true that you don't want a weak partner in an upcoming algorithm. So both things are true. But like I said, you also got to think of the end of the game. If you, if you're thinking long-term, you also realize you don't want to go, but for someone like Tyson who knows that a final consists of mostly endurance type stuff i don't think he's worried about who's going to be in the end with him no matter what he's proven himself he's left you know he's he's made a name for himself already in this game and everyone knows his history he's an ultra biker ultra endurance athlete the guy has got game and i i'm not just saying that i don't think he I, i honestly believe he wasn't concerned about who he may go up against in a final if he gets there to put to put a button on this this Tyson conversation yeah. before we um start talking about the actual challenge, um, what I noticed on Winners at War, I was coming back for my second season. I was going against people that were coming back sometimes third, fourth, fifth seasons, right? And what I realized is, if if you're coming back for your second season and you're thinking that it's going to be anything like your first season. But you're going against players that have played season after season after mm-hmm. season that have had that second season that have had even a third season or this is their third season. You learn a lot that second season. There's a lot of rude awakenings where mm-hmm. you learn that like, 
These people are here to play. Um, Ghost Island, Dom, we had a great time out there right. running around the island doing our thing. I came back in Winners at War thinking that, you know, I'd be able to make these connections with people and this, that, and the third. And my rude awakening was I'm out here with the Sharks. These people, they're career players. And I, I learned a lot that second season. And I'm willing to bet that this, this ultra vet that, that is Tyson, who has played so many times and has been on TV so much. He just, he's just so good at being thrown into a game and just manipulating everything from the players to the, the actual challenge to the production to everything. So there's a lot to be said about those second players versus people that have played numerous times. No question. No question. He's completely designed for this. No yeah. question. So we get to the challenge. Yeah. But before we get to the challenge, <laughs> what you got, Perp? <laughs> <laughs> we were going to get there. I'm <laughs> sorry. But can we like let let's give TJ a plus for this look? Now this is a look that I can approve. It's another vest, and now I'm glad that we've heard from Dom. Dom basically saying Argentina weather in autumn is giving cold, giving what warm, else? what else? Giving sunny, what else? Giving hot, what else? Giving humid, what else? Giving frigid, what else? So this is why we see TJ stay ready with the layers. It's not a right. time that we haven't seen TJ without a layer. Right. Bryce, I zoomed in. <laughs> I I feel like he has some fuzzy going on. I feel like he has some corduroy going on. I feel like he's got some denim going on. He's got the collars. He's got the cut sleeve. He is ready for all things. Yeah. So yeah, I just you know I'm I'm a big uh ish talker but i also like to give credit when i see it and i i like this outfit uh the little button up so i just wanted to shout out to the boy he's TJ. cool too he's cool too by the way about tj unlike on survivor and we all love probst uh but tj hangs out bs's mm. with us we get wow. the you know he gives us the tea on some things we we get we get to hear some things hey he always says i if you ever well you know what I better not say certain things, but he's very, uh, he's very outgoing and, uh, amazing dude. Where's TJ from? He lives in Vegas right now. I don't know where he's originally from, but I know he lives in Vegas now. TJ seems like, um, he seems like a, just a cool, chill guy. Chill. Probes from my perspective, I call him like Mr. Untouchable. He, yeah. uh, he pops in for exactly what he's needed for and then poof, he's gone. Yeah. Um, but also, Probst does it all. Like he's the yeah. EP. Oh, it's a huge difference. He has his hands in everything and he wants to make sure. So, you know, there, there is a difference, but TJ seems mad cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, um, you, you guys walk out to this challenge. It seems, it looks like an old amusement park almost. What, where were you guys? No, oh, this is the coolest thing. So we're in, uh, uh, Buenos Aires and. We they take us to like an abandoned amusement park, right? That's no longer in service, but you see the relics of it. It's like the ghost island of amusement parks. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got all these old relics and uh, these Ferris wheels that are no longer being used and just really wild. Uh, what a, a great place to do this challenge. Uh, it, it gave you the chills a little bit. Like, what do we do? Well, first, we thought we were jumping off some crazy Thing. But then we saw the setup and the pavement. We're like, all right, looks like we're going to be doing quite a bit of running. 
Uh, and this was, uh, yeah, this was our first uh, running challenge, which uh, definitely tested us. And one observation uh, or, or one thing I want to remind you all is that the first two challenges were challenges in which both partners did the same thing. Okay. We both rappelled down the building. And in the second challenge, we both climbed up a rope ladder, jumped onto a buoy, collected, both did the same task. This was the first challenge in which we had to decide who will do what. Mm. Keep that in mind okay. <laughs> as we approach okay. this conversation. Yes. Bryce, anything? I mean, this is a challenge I would have succeeded at. Okay, listen, I, <laughs> I'm not doing what? the math. <laughs> so you would have been good at the running, Bryce. I would have been great at the running. And although my partner might have been up there holding this, tell me what letter to get. And I'll run back and forth. Right. Okay. Very yeah. nice. I think you would have killed this, Bryce. You're a big runner, right? Bryce, what are you doing? Like on average, what are we talking? I mean, I probably say weekly, I'd probably maybe do like four miles, like twice or three times a week, depending on the humidity, because we're in summer here in Philadelphia. Sure. I ran in the gym today and almost died. That's how hot it was in the gym. But yeah, I I enjoy running myself. I know it don't look like it, but I do. I, uh, I, I did my first car, my first real cardio today. I did 30 minutes on the bike and 30 minutes on the, um, on the elliptical. Elliptical? How's the knee feeling? You know, Uh, the knee's getting better. All right. We got to get that thing ready for season two challenge USA or something, something. (laughs) We'll get, we'll get perp on season two. I'll, I'll, uh, maybe I'll be ready for season three, but, um, in this, uh, in this challenge, yeah, you guys got to run a lot. You got to run and retrieve stairs. And these stairs are also puzzle pieces puzzle that pieces, have to be right. fit in the correct uh, level. Correct. So let me take you through this real quick. So regardless of who does what, the first six laps have to be run together. These laps, I'm sure someone's going to criticize me, someone from my cast, but I want to say 70, 80 yards each way, almost the full football field. Oh, wow. Okay. Felt like that, you know? Um, and what you have to do is collect each stair piece together. They're back, they're back. So six times. So that's six full laps before the run begins for the part two of it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, like you said, each uh, stair is uh, has a certain puzzle that fits into the proper slot. So this is where the cash dom disruption really starts because now it comes down to deciding who's going to do what, who's going to go up in balance and hold the thing and who's going to run. And for me, this is, this is pure example of just two different people from two different backgrounds with two different sets of life experiences who are approaching the situation from two different vantage points. And I'm not saying I'm right, she's wrong, or she's right, I'm wrong. It's just two different perspectives. And for her, from her, in her defense, if I saw someone that looked like me, I'd be like, bro, you ain't running anywhere. I'd be the first person to say it, right? Because that's what I, w- I would have thought the same thing. But in my mind, I'm like, I could run. Like, I know I can run. 
I, I was running 10 K's leading up to the show for those nine weeks. I was running two of them a week. I knew I could run, okay. but she don't know that. And I can't sell her on that. So this is where the collision begins where, and you don't really see this, this part where we're trying to figure out who should go where, what, who should do what, but this is kind of where the, the, like I said, the disruption in, in, in chemistry really begins. But we finally come to terms that I'm probably too big to balance on a beam up top. So she'll balance. I'll run. And look, yeah, I wasn't the fastest guy out there, but I held my own. I did okay. I got my first letter wrong. That set us back. You really want to get your letters right. Hopefully, you know, and I think Kylan and Angela, I think they, I don't know that they missed any letters. I'm not taking away from his athleticism. Kylan is a beast. He came the out prepared. Dude is a beast. Listen yeah. Young one. I'm out there watching these guys work out. Kylan was one of those people that impressed me a lot. Uh, and he does CrossFit. So for me, I know the movements he's doing. And to see him do specific movements, at, this is at the gym in the house. Like the weight that he's using and the speed in which he's getting it done. I was like, this dude is fit. So when I heard he won, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, so that being said, uh, this is where, like I said, the breakdown of communication and, and, and true partnership for cash and myself, but everyone did really well. Enzo crushed it. Ben, Ben is another one who surprised me. Because from watching Ben on Survivor, he didn't look, he just looked really trim, but he didn't look very athletic to me personally. Wow. Ben came out here ready to go. Wow. The dude was running hard and fast and he is super fit, Ben. I got to give him credit for that for sure. Danny, another one. But so, so here's where there's a lot of people feeling like they have an opportunity to shine and maybe don't get the, uh, the opportunity to. Cause what you don't realize is how many of those 10 pound bags are we going to end up having to hold on this bar? So some people are thinking it might end up being 200 pounds. So that's why you see some of the stronger people up on the pole, right? Right. Danny okay. McCray's up there. He don't want to be up there. Danny wants to run. Yeah. Danny wants to run. Let him run. You know, he said and, Danny should run. Oh, <laughs> he said so, actually he did every every episode we get a Kiki shout out. Oh he said God. um Danny basically said I don't want to fall cuz my friends will make fun of me and my wife Kiki will say why couldn't I stand on a perch? Oh my god. What's up Kiki? We love you. Love Kiki, Kiki listens. Too. Um uh yes. Uh, well, yeah. Let's just say some of the wives ended up communicating with each other <laughs> just to keep each other sane while some of the husbands were away. So yes, uh, shout out Very to nice. Kiki for sure, who definitely <laughs> helped keep my wife somewhat sane while I was away. Um, but so, like I said, so uh, I feel like a lot of people um, would have liked to have switched roles here, you know, uh, and some people were adamant about what they're good at like me and some people were real easy going about it. And I think it was a combination of feeling like I haven't really done much at this point and I wanted to do something. And uh, also it's an opportunity for me to show some of these other big competitors out here that I do have a little bit of gas in my tank. That was important to me as well. I wanted some of these stronger guys to see and some of the stronger girls to see, especially the stronger girls. 
look, I'm not the worst guy to have as a partner. Okay. I got some gas in the tank here. I know I don't look it. Whoa. Not, not <laughs> that. that. Bryce, okay. Do we need to talk about Bryce's kind of gas? Because All when right. Bryce gets nervous, there's plenty of that. Another kind of gas. Anyway. All right. Anyway. So, yeah. So, I like I said, I think a lot of people wanted to have use this opportunity to, to show what they're made of. Um, and in the end, it was an unfortunate situation for uh, James and Tasha. Tasha being my survivor sister, who I was really just finally learning, about, like getting to know her really well. Uh, I actually sl- slept on the top bunk above her. So I was on uh, up top, Tasha underneath. And then next to us, we had Sarah and Ben. So we were kind of like bunk buddies, the four of us. How were those chosen? Oh, man. Great question. Uh, so or? as soon as we enter the house, well, yeah. So we enter the house. And as soon as those bedroom door, the bedroom door opens, everyone kind of scrambles. Right. And every bed I went to, even though it looked available, someone would be like, I already got that one. I already got that one. And I'm not trying to, like, start yeah. trouble on day one. So I'm like, you can have it. You can have it. You can have it. Until finally, I'm starting to realize, what if there's not enough beds? Mm. What if there's only 27 beds and 28 of us trying to fight? And this is a game of musical chairs. And I'm going to come up short because I'm being the nice guy here. And I'm actually starting to panic a little bit. But luckily, there were 28 beds for 28 contestants. And everyone got a place to sleep. And believe me, I did not want the top bunk. Okay? My ass gets up five times a night to pee. All right? (laughs) Climbing down that thing wasn't fun. So you were trying to um, be kind and not not start any waves on day one when you guys are picking beds and whatnot. Whereas back on the island on right. day one, well, you learn, you live, and you learn. Right? Let's not make the same day one mistakes a second time. Come on. Understood. Understood. All right. So so moving along. We get uh, we get James and Tasha. They they lose. Uh, it seems like it slips. The, after James lets go of the weight, whatever happens, and uh, so they're out first. So we know that Tasha and James will be in the arena, right? Yeah, that was a bum deal. And we were actually running. Our station was right next to them. So I come back and I see that Tasha was sitting. I was like, oh. And at the same time, I'm kind of like, I didn't lose, right? right. So you gotta like. You're feeling bad, but you're not feeling too bad because, and this is like the nature of the game. You know, you, you, you develop relationships with people, but at the same time, you're trying to get yourself further in the game, just like on Survivor, just like on Big Brother. So now I'm in a scenario where I feel a sense of relief because I was concerned, um, that we might not do well. And now I know at least we're not definitely going in, right? We could still politic our way out of this situation, but right now we still have an opportunity to try to win this thing. So let's try to do it. Right. And you end up not winning this thing. Right. But how, how, like, where'd you guys finish amongst the pack? Um, not great. I got a few letters wrong. So that cost you a lot of time. And, um, put it this way I couldn't, I, I really had no idea what my puzzle solve would have been. Where I could look at other people's that didn't complete theirs, but I could be like, oh, that one would have said this. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, could you have just known the known the words and called it out and won the game, or you had to get all the letters before you can win? 
uh, you had to do a certain number of runs before you could start calling it. I think okay. you had to do five laps or something like that. And then you were allowed to announce it. Even okay. if you got them wrong, like five correct laps or just five laps in general? That's a good question. I don't remember. Gotcha. All right. Well, yeah. at the end of the day, our uh, our friend, my twin, Kylan and Angela win. Right. In a, in a great performance. And now two big brothers. Two big brothers and Kylan's first taste of power. Angela has obviously won before with Tyson mm-hmm. and they, we head back to, um, back to the, back to the home, back to the hotel, back compound. to the, the compound. Which, by the way, I think I could say this was like a refurbished Staples warehouse. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You could kind of see through the paint, the old Staples letters. That's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. But they did it. Not, I mean, uh, they they put their touches on it. You know, it was a little squid game esque. Yeah. Like a lie. With all the bunks and a bunk the bed right there. Bunk. You want to know what's wild? We all played Survivor, right? I got bit by more bugs oh, wow. in this house yeah. than on the island. Wow. And there was something about these mosquitoes that they went out of their way to buzz in your ear. Now, we had earplugs, you know, uh, but still, they'd get there and you just hear the vibration in your ear. You'd be whacking, smacking yourself in the face. It's, I mean, they provided, you know, what they could for us so that we didn't get completely annihilated. But I was just so shocked that uh, it was that. Uh, rough with the bugs. The bugs were rough. Way worse than Survivor. At least in wow. Fiji where we were. I don't know about Cagayan. The Philippines was a little tough. You know, the 9 to 11 days that I was out there, you know, I, I had to, I was fighting them off, fighting. but you know, I was okay. good. Okay. Um, go ahead. You get back to the compounds and I think uh, we immediately get this conversation between you and James, which I think is amazing. One, just because I love James. I think James is amazing and I have so much respect for you. But I also just think it's just a a great pairing. Like you don't normally expect to see uh, such an an intimate conversation between someone from Amazing Race and a Survivor player, let alone someone like a Dom from New York and a James. And it's really interesting how um, at this point, you're just like, I'm preparing my mind to go in, James. I'm going in. Yeah. And James is like, well, actually, because yeah. we know James is the strategic king that he is. He's like, I don't really want to go against you. And Before you... I- Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm not saying nothing. Go ahead. I was just going to say, even before Dom responds to that part, I was uh, listening to the um, podcast with Davon earlier today, and they had James on, and James basically said that he was not, it, he wanted kind of the element of surprise, similar to when Tiffany and Cashel were called down and shocked. So he was trying to play down the fact that Dom was going in while actually knowing that he would never go he would never have leo called down there so dom did you know like all right i am i'm going in and he's just giving me lip service or um that's a good question i do remember uh him convincing me that he didn't want me to go in but i also think i did hear from someone and i don't recall who it was that was saying no dom actually he's looking to go against you so i was like okay great now 
Uh, here's uh, also, I, I like to hear your guys' initial reaction of what you witnessed. So just go with it. Cause that to me is what I'm here for, you know? Um, so I knew the fact that two big brothers, one um, was an issue out of the gate. I knew it immediately. And there was one thing I had going for me. And that was the fact that I knew Tyson and Angela had a very good rapport up to this point. Right. So they don't show any of this, but I do remember early since like when we first got back saying to Tyson, like, listen, uh, I know you're kind of in with Ange. Is there anything you could do to get me off the hook? Cause I'm, I'm a little concerned that it's me. And he responds by saying, yeah, I have nothing. I have no pull. Like there's nothing I can do. And that to me wow. is ding, ding, ding. You're going in. Yeah. Okay. So it was that moment there that I knew 1000% I was going in. Okay. So now comes the messy game of Dom where he's running around the house and blah, blah, blah. And and yeah, it was from an outside perspective, it's 100% messy and cash nailed it. What are you doing? Why are you letting everyone know that you want to go in? She's not wrong. Go ahead. Put the tape on the mouth. (laughs) Listen, she wasn't wrong. It was a messy, it was a messy thing to do. But listen, (laughs) for those, for those listening to the Purple Pants podcast right now, Bryce has the Wendell Holland YouTube channel. Well, they're watching on the YouTube channel. They can see you taping your whole face. Bryce is taping his, not only his mouth, but his face, his eyes. Bryce, keep it on for the rest of the pod too. Okay. So I just have to say this is this is why I love these type of uh interviews, Dom, because I would have to say while I was watching and I was live tweeting, I'm like, what is Dom Jerome Michael <laughs> Khalif Abate doing? <laughs> right. Right. And as an observer, I would have made the same yeah. statement. Right. But let me ask you a question. When you know you're going into battle, what is the mindset? Never mind yours. Let me tell you my mindset. <laughs> my mindset needs to be no distraction. Do not, I do not want one person to try talking me out of the fact that I might not be going in. Cause then my mind wanders from me focusing on the preparation of the task at hand. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I'm saying like people are like, like even cash. She's like, listen, we're not there. And I'm like, no, 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 we are there. We are here. And I'm fighting to get her in the same train of thought as me. And she's not having it. And that's not saying because she's wrong. She just goes about her process differently. So we butt heads in this situation because I was feeling like I need to get myself revved up and everyone I talked to and when I kind of did this similar thing on survivor, anytime we'd go to tribal, I would do this thing where I kind of like talk about, oh, I'm bringing the idol and I'm probably going to play it. And I would just do this thing where I want everyone to know I'm not dumb. I know what's going on. I'm ready and I'm going to tear someone's head off when I get in there. So I was trying to create this sense of like, I know, you're not going to fool me, James. I know I'm going in. So I would have this conversation and let everyone in the house know, don't think I'm going to get fooled. I know I'm going in. 
and y'all better be ready for me because I'm going to be fired up and ready to go. Okay. That was, that was where my head was at. But I also understand why it was wrong, especially when you have a partner who does not want that vibe going into the elimination or maybe not getting into the elimination. Uh-oh. Now, watching oh, back, sorry. what do you think? Because uh, there was she she said she wanted to put tape on your mouth. And um, when when she asked you, do you want to go in? You said, I kind of do. And she said, uh, you aren't playing smart. Your vibe, Dom, as a warrior is I'm going in. I'm a lock in. I'm getting ready. This is what I'm doing. Nothing is going right. to take that that okay. tunnel vision out of my you know line of sight. Her way of preparing is what? What do you think now after watching it? What do you think mm-hmm. is a is is her way of getting ready? Or did she truly believe that there was a chance you weren't going in? Again, I don't like to speak for her. I'd like yeah. for her to speak for herself. But if I had to guess, I believe she thought there was more diplomacy that could be done. Mm. That we could maybe talk our way out of this situation. And I'm not saying she's wrong. We may have been able to. But there was something really significant about Tyson's response to me because I was convinced him and Angela were running this game at this point. And the fact that Angela had power and Tyson acted like he couldn't help me out, that to me, I couldn't let that go. So for me, I'm I'm not going to waste time with the diplomacy anymore. Mm. I'd rather spend that time getting my mind in a place I need to get it. And again, I, no one knew what the elimination would be. They're jumping in a water tank. I thought I might be going to a pole wrestle or a hall brawl. I want to go. Anyone that prepares to go into elimination is preparing for a battle, a physical battle. You might get surprised when you get there and see that it's a silly puzzle, but you don't know that. So you're, I was obnoxious that day. I know I was. I'm not proud of it. I was so locked in though. And uh, again, I apologize that it, it came off the way it did. And I, I could have approached the situation better. I didn't do a good job. I take full responsibility for that. But I also think it's all that's about my process. Right. But I think it's also about perspective. Like yes. I think us as viewers, we're watching it like, Dom, you're making a scene. You're making right. it worse. But right. when reality from what hearing from you you're saying, no, I'm trying to warn y'all, the flood is coming. Yes. The flood is coming. Yes, Bryce. Yes. <laughs> so that, I, I in my I, mind, right. in my mind, not right. necessarily everyone's mind, but right. in my mind. But the flood is coming. And yeah. like, so, but, and again, I think that if more, first of all, hopefully a lot more people or a lot of people listen to this to hear your perspective, because I think that if given that piece of information, that makes a lot more sense. That yeah. makes a like, but that's not fair because why do I get to tell my side of the story no, but, and no one else? You know what but, I mean? But what I am saying though is that like you were tapped in. You had yes. the mm, wherewithal mm. to know that, okay, listen, I'm seeing Tyson and Angela. Tyson's telling me he can't help me. James is sell- telling me he don't want me to go in trying to make me feel comfortable. Right. You're getting information from over here. First of all, telling me you're tapped in to yes. know enough yes. to know that I see a sign like that. I see this sign. I see this sign. The flood is coming. Yes, Bryce. This reminds me of Poker Dom. This reminds me of the Dom from Ghost Island. I think you said, and I don't even know the term. I think you said something about a snap call or a snap decision or something. And you said that 
based on how someone did did or said something to you, you knew that they were lying. And in this case, you, a poker player, just read another poker player, Tyson, to know that, all right, Tyson is not telling me the truth here. It's time for me to do what I know or what I believe is is my course of action to prepare for this thing. 100%. And the poker analogy applies to more than just the fact that I was able to read Tyson. It's not even that. But it's also part of the gamble in me. Uh, it's the aggressive attack, right? I didn't care if I lost. Um, for me, I just... I just felt it was really important that I, like I said, I set my mind, but also I was, I was making a very failed effort at getting cash on the same page as me. And again, poor uh, execution on my part for sure. You know, um, but at the end of the day, we ended up going in. So I wasn't off on my read, um, but it's almost the same thing again, not to go into our survivor season when, but it's very similar. to the final six vote for us where we took out all the bling and I was trying to make this big bluff to get Sebastian to change his mind. It's the same concept. You go in really aggressive. (laughs) It's distasteful to many, right? But the goal is to accomplish something. And for me uh, on the survivor, it was to get a vote switch. And for me here, it was to, for me to get myself honed in but also to maybe give the people in the house or the decision-making people being Angela and Kylan see that I'm so tapped in that maybe they do change their mind and say, do we really want to deal with cash and Dom? If they come back in this house, what is the repercussions of that? It would probably be easier if Leo went in, you know, I'm just saying there's, there was a lot of reasoning behind my messy gameplay. But again, I'm the first to admit it could have been executed better. So then we have this arena and. But before we get to the arena, can I, 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 I need to know Dom and your opinion on this conversation, mm-hmm. uh, because after like, you know, the Dom situation is going on, then we get Rico. At, no, uh. Leo. <laughs> no, uh, Leo. We get Leo and right. James. Now, yeah. after hearing what Dom has to say, I wonder what the validity of this conversation is. But, you know, James is essentially saying that I pitched your name out there uh, because, listen, I've been in the elimination twice. And at the end of the day, it's self-preservation. And I need to do what's best for myself. And as a viewer watching this, not listening to this podcast yet or like having this conversation. I'm with James. Like, I know we might be amazing race strong, but listen, I'm the only amazing racer that's been in the elimination twice. And I need to start looking at the end game for me. Just curious to know what you two thought of this conversation on the show. And like James's perspective of saying, like, I'm saying you Leo. For me, it's different because, like, I, uh, yeah, because I did think James wanted to go against me leading up to this moment. So to see this conversation for me, it struck me, it took me by surprise a little bit. But also, maybe it actually did happen authentically, just the timing of it. Who knows? You know, uh, maybe James flip flopped on who he wanted. Maybe he really wasn't sure. I mean, essentially, you do, if you do have to go into elimination, 
why not get paid? And Justine had what six grand, and Leo had what? That's thirty five hundred a piece. It still doesn't put them at the five k mark, but it puts them very close. I think. I think. Price, do you need right. a calculator? I, I, I did it in my head. I'm good. But that that's always been a discussion. Like if you have to go into elimination, don't do it for nothing. At least try to get paid. So that's why I don't know how strongly the conversation with him and Leo, you know, the accuracy of it, or or it's hard to tell. I heard through the grapevine, Leo, um, James did want to go against me, but at the same time, I also heard that Tasha and James want to get paid if they're going to go in. So I don't really know. James is the one to ask that question to our Tasha for sure. And maybe you'll get the uh, response on that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, as we see, he ends up going against you and cash in the arena. But um, right. so we get to the arena. I, I like the shots of the people walking to the arena. Do they tell, do the producers tell y'all like, yo, put your game face on for these walkouts or something like that? Cause everyone, I even saw Aza and she had like that, that like locked in look. And I'm like, first of all, Oz, you aren't even going in the arena. And second of all, um, you're such a sweet lady. So do they, do they prep y'all for the walkouts survivor style? Um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know what it is? Uh, what's great about it is, um, what's, what is a, a, an authentic shot, I believe, is as you turn that corner and you see what it is that the elimination is comprised of, that is a real reaction. You know wow. what I'm saying? Uh, so to see like these water tanks, and also for me specifically, because I believe I'm going in mm. and to see a water tank, I'm immediately trying to break it down. What is it? It's a water tank. Okay, great. I'm good with water. What can we do? How do we approach this? And I'm all, already trying to figure out how, and that's everyone, anyone, anytime anyone knew they were going to elimination and they get to see what it is as you turn that corner and you see this spectacle of whatever it may be, you, you get this like, the sense of, okay, can I do this first? And second of all, what's the best way to, to do it? You know what I mean? And for the people who aren't threatened by it, those people are just hoping for a good show. You know, you're going to stand up on the stage and watch a good show. And you're hoping that it's going to be competitive. You're hoping it's going to be wild and it's, you know, it's going to be a good show. And, and, you know, this this one was interesting because it was again you all day I'm prepping for hall brawl or I'm prepping for a pole wrestle and then I see a water tank and it's like huh but at the same time there's a sense of relief because I'm like I'm pretty good in the water so hopefully you know I get to swim here allegedly now my question for you Dom is keeping it to authentic to this show you said what's authentic when you turn that corner. You know, like you, you see what you get to see. Now, I need your authentic reaction mm-hmm. to an outfit. To an outfit. <laughs> when you turned that corner and you saw this, <laughs> this DJ outfit. I didn't know if it was <laughs> denim. What is it like a is it, it like given a velour, given leather, given pleather, given I thought it was a guest denim outfit. Oh, you know, nice this one, one you got me. You, you guys are better at this than I don't know. I'm about to go on elimination. You think I'm paying attention <laughs> to what TJ is wearing? Hey, he he was doing it with this one, Bryce. I mean, it's listen, it's given layers. I think that I'm so happy that we had Dom on here to give us perspective. We're in autumn, so you know, every 
every outfit has a layer. And so if, if TJ get a little hot, he could take it off. But I, I wasn't sure what that was. So I, I wasn't you know. either. Like I, I said, that. I was breaking down that challenge, trying to figure out what we're about to do, how to do it. But <laughs> TJ wearing his thing. Look, at, yeah, come on. The guy hey. looks good, though. Hey, he, yeah, hey, Bryce. I make he could he could he could be hey, okay. on the daddy calendar. He could. <laughs> <laughs> TJ could make the calendar. So, oh, Dom, what is it like being a spectator in the arena? First of all, oh, that's an interesting question. Um, well, at this point in the game, you're not sure what you're rooting for, but you are at the same time. As a male competitor, you're hoping a strong male contestant leaves the game. But you're also hoping to preserve a strong female because you're hoping to be partnered mm-hmm. with that person. Um, uh, but also, like I said, it's this, it's a big show and, um, the way they present it and TJ discusses it. And you know that someone, uh, is about to go home. There's about to be two fewer people in the house. Yeah. There's a lot of emotions going on, even though you're not competing in it and you're not sure what you want. You know, I remember there was uh, early on, I'm rooting for Giovanni one second. I'm rooting for Kylan the next. And I didn't know why. Either of them going home was good for me. But at the same time, I didn't know. So at this point, I'm just like, you know, I think I think all of us. But uh, Tyson has brought up a a good point that a a lot of mistakes. This is where you could tell the, the smart seasoned player and Tyson versus some of us somewhat amateur ish ish still players <laughs> is Tyson never gave her reaction to to either side. He never rooted for one side or the other because he didn't want to show his cards. He didn't want anyone to know where he leaned wow. and he's right. That's the smart way to do it. And I picked up on that and I think I honed my energy in a bit. I mean, there was sometimes I had to root, you know, uh, uh, with the second one, I was like, I, I got to root for this person. Cause for me, I love James and I just really was scared of Tiffany. (laughs) So (laughs) I really, in the second one, I was clearly rooting for James and Kayla. Um, But uh, it's like I said, it's different for everyone, but the show itself from the stage, you know, look, there's sometimes, I I don't know. It's, 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 it's fun. It's fun. It's great as an observer. When you are actually Mm -hmm. in it, Dom, can you now, Mm -hmm. I know it might've been difficult for you out, and giving your position, but could you see who was rooting for who, like while you were actually in the elimination or are you locked in? Okay. Oh, good point. But uh, in my case, because I'm in in. uh, my case, I was in a water tank. I couldn't hear, but if you're not in a water tank, yes, it's close enough where you can help a person. Hey, look at that guy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We going to get there. (laughs) So, it's close enough to where you can assist. And that's what okay. I believe happened in this elimination, which we can get to. Um, All right. And, um, but in my case, I couldn't hear anything. But so, Cash and Tasha, or James and myself probably couldn't, but uh, Ka- uh, Cash and Tasha could hear because they were close enough. All right. So <laughs> you not being able to hear anything might answer some questions down the line. Okay, Mister, I ain't gonna plug any holes or okay. whatever. But uh, right. but, uh, but now, okay. So James and Tasha walk out there down there. You get called down. What are your thoughts walking down? What are your thoughts getting ready for this water thing? 
Okay. Get ready for this water thin. And once again, this is a scenario where two different people doing two different things. It's not like the second elimination where two people are on elliptical uh, on uh, bikes. Mm -hmm. They're just pedaling, right? Two people doing the same thing. The first elimination was two people on the team pulling rope through this pyramid structure. But here we go again. Dom and Cash have to make a decision who's going to do what task. And here's where the communication breaks down again. And Dom, with his very poor approach, you know, just doesn't do this the right way. But from my perspective, again, I'm not going to speak for Cash because she's not here to defend herself or speak her perspective, which I'd rather she does. But from my perspective, this is an elimination. I could be going home. Okay. It's well known in the house that cash is not great in the water. Okay. So to me, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. I'll go in the water. I'm comfortable in the water. I know Bryce. Uh, good. <laughs> I'm comfortable in the water. And I feel like cash has the ability to stack these blocks. She's good with balance. She's very, th this is a simple task. I feel like it's, it's, it's going to be doable for the two of us. And I just wanted her to put her faith in me to let me do this water component. Now she had an observation, which was, I think I, she said, she thinks she should go in the water because if the water is coming out of the tank, she thinks her being smaller will allow the water to maybe drain slower. I don't know. And I was like, I don't understand what you're saying right now. I need to go in the tank. So this is a moment. And they didn't even show. I was pretty adamant about it. I was like, Cash, this is how we have to do this. And... <laughs> She just was like, okay, just do what you want at this point. And, you know, this is this construction comment I make, right? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bryce, we got to yeah. talk about this, Bryce. <laughs> this is a comment I make where I say, you know, at my job, I don't ask people what they want to do. I tell them what their job is and they do it because I'm the supervisor and that's how it goes. But now here's a scenario where I have to negotiate the tasks, right? I'm not saying I shouldn't know how to do that. I'm just saying this is the 180 in my life. This is where I go from a situation in my everyday where I, I know the right task has to be done and who should be assigned to it. But now I'm in a situation where I'm trying to play that game again. I'm trying to be the supervisor. And say, here's what I should do. Here's what you should do. And she's saying, I disagree. And I'm like, oh, and that's bad on me because I'm not the supervisor. This is a two person team. Both sides input is critical here. She needs to tell me her strengths. I need to tell her mine. And I did it so terribly. And I'm wrong for that. And I really wish I didn't. You know, and here we go. She ends up saying, you do it. But when we see that you screw this up, 
you're going to all say Cash should have done it. Now. Now. Bryce, anything? I mean, no, I'm glad that Dom addressed it because I think that, you know, leading up to the challenge, you know, Dom's approach and, you know, I guess it was how he talked to Cash um, and the confessionals uh, didn't leave Twitter or just the masses uh, feeling on the Dom train. You know, and and I just I really was curious as to like what his thoughts on it were to seeing him out there um, and seeing how it came across and, you know, like your reaction to how social media has taken to those comments. Yeah. Uh, social media is not wrong. Uh, that I would have observed it the same way. And I'd have been like, whoa, who does this guy think he is? You know what I mean? Here's my issue with it. Is that uh, I've heard a few comments that uh, it's like uh, sexist condescension. And uh, I disagree with that part. Could my approach have been better? Sure. But I like to harness it. Like I, I butt heads with Chris Noble on Survivor. Right. I mean, I said terrible things about him. No one cried about that. And I'm not saying it's the same thing because it's not. But what what actually the situation was here was a situation of two people from different, two different walks of life, taking two different approaches based on their own perspective. And again, I do, I, like I said, I'm wrong for doing this, but I definitely brought some of my everyday life into a situation that called for an alteration of that. I should not have done that. And I know it. Now, optics wise, mm-hmm. you saying something so um however you said it to Chris Noble. Right. Big bad Chris Noble. Right. Versus you saying something like that to little beautiful petite cachet, this this black woman, that I think will um lend itself to people, you know, saying, Whoa, yeah. yes. you know. Rightfully so. Yeah. So uh Rightfully so. I, I understand that. I, I was saying it. I was saying it like from my perspective, I don't like I didn't understand it at the time. I thought it was similar to a situation where I'm fighting with Noble and like, what's the big deal? But it's tricky. But like I said, I take accountability for it. And I know that I could have done a better job. And I'm not it's not my it's not my finest moment. And I know that. Um but the other part of it for me also that why it was I was ag- aggressive about it, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, is that this was the end of my game. If I didn't do this, if we didn't win, if we didn't win, this was the end of our game. And I just I just really felt like these were the tasks we should do, that I should go in the water. And that she should stack the blocks. Again, I'm not saying I was right. I'm just saying in the moment, I felt like if I didn't speak up, that it it could cost me the game. And then look what happens. Open mouth, insert foot. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, 
I must say that your 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 lighting right now is is giving more of a like a like scary dom feel. But. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. As the uh, window here, let me try to move that. Over. I don't want the light bulb itself. There you go. That's all right. But um, when I think of, I, I'm trying to insert myself in that in that situation, and sometimes I think like if if I I lock in also if I have a if I have a goal or a task or if I'm about to it's like you're going to battle and in your case you saw the way you want it the best way you want it done and Dom I know you I know you're a fish in the water you know I've seen you on Ghost Island um Cash her way is all right because I think that I I am more petite and that'll lend itself to less water leaving the thing or whatever. She had her, she had her mindset on that also. And it seems like, um, she did defer to you and, and she did go with your plan. Yes. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I too think that my approach could have been better. (laughs) Yeah. I think it could, I think it could have been, I, I think it could have been better. Um, it's hard for me to say this to you because you're my, you can say it. You should my say boy, it. But, um, but say yeah, it. I just, it's like you gave, you gave enough sound bites and clips to, to really sound like, ah, I'm like, ah, right. one too many. Yeah. And I also think like, you know, just thinking about like I in in that type of situation, taking it out of this, like I can kind of like relate more to a cachet where someone's that like, you know, your voice not being heard. And it's like, you know, like I want to I'm telling you in my way, but then I'm going to just revert to doing it your way because I'm just going to listen to what you are saying, because I know that my voice isn't going to get heard. So I, I think that and again, I think that there are a lot of people that are angry or just upset at what they saw because they can relate to the person that's speaking up because, you know, you say like, oh, I need to speak up. But it's like when you do speak up, you don't get heard. And it just like sucks that it is in this moment where the intentions are to win. But at times, uh, both perspectives in like aren't evenly heard. And so um, in my opinion, I agree 100 percent. I screwed up. I, there's, there's no other way to say it. Yeah, you know, I, I could have done better, you know, and um, it's just, there's a lot of elements that go into it. There's, there's no excuse. There's, you know, I'm going to, I'm hoping to learn from it and do a better job. I've, I've had these trip ups in my life, you know, I'm not perfect. Um, but I do have daughters I have kids. I want to be a role model to them. I want to set a good example. I certainly don't want anyone speaking in a condescending way to my kids. I want their voices to be heard. So I think that's very important. And that's why I'm here to talk about it. I'm not going to hide behind it. I know when I screwed up, I screwed up, you know, and um, like I said, I'm going to try to do this the right, you know, I want to do better in life all the way around. And I apologize to Cash. I understand she's 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 not thrilled with me right now, and that's fine. And she she can be she could be where she is with that. But for me, I do remember when the whole thing was over that we did have a really good moment. And from that point forward, 
going back to the house, I just remember feeling like a completely new respect for her. And also a wake up call on my end that, wow, perhaps I underestimated her. Because meanwhile, she's the one that saved us. And I'm the one that dropped the ball here. And after all my ranting and trying to get it done my way, my way, my way, she was the one that controlled the situation in a very calm, cool way, did it so well. And, you know, I I ate my words. You know, it is what it is. So I thank her for that. I really do. Uh, I stayed in the house because of her. And uh, I also thank her for just, you know, giving me a little slack because, like I said, I'm not perfect. And, uh, you know, I'm going to learn from this and see. uh, Hopefully we can make some adjustments. I think that's I think that's um, I think that's a great start, especially I was going to ask if you had anything to say to cash. And I think you uh, preemptively did have some things to say. So um, I appreciate that and I, I believe she will too. Um, but can, can I, we? Oh, yeah, go ahead, Bryce. No, yes, and keeping it moving, can I ask Dom mm-hmm. a rather personal question? Let's try this. Uh oh. <laughs> when it comes to hygiene and bathing, are you a shower or a bath person? I'm a shower guy. Why? Okay. And so, okay, great. I'm more of a bath person. Okay. And the difference in a shower and a bath is. You're asking me? Yes. Yes. There are a few differences. Well, now, ain't nobody talking to you, Wendell. I'm talking to Don. What's the difference in the shower uh, is the water is running down, right? Right. Oh, here we go. Rain on me. <laughs> <laughs> and in the bath, the water is plugged. Plugged. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So right. you know how to plug. Right. Okay. Because yeah. l- let me just tell you, Dominic, Jerome, <laughs> Matthew, Malik, <laughs> Kareem Abdul Jabbar, <laughs> When I saw James put his foot on the hole, I said, Oh, Dom got this. Dom got this. And listen, Berkshire and Murray, the editors, <laughs> they got the best. Like, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you are floating above <laughs> the hole. Yes. He's buoyant. I'm quite buoyant. <laughs> <laughs> now we also do saw- we want to do it. Does do we not want an explanation here? Yeah, I mean, it, we need one. one. We demand yeah. an explanation. Is, is there uh, one? There is one. No one's going to like it, but it's an explanation. The rules were read to us, and I'm not saying they were read incorrectly. I'm mm. saying I interpreted the rules. Mm. interpreted the rules to mean that the plug needs to be plugged for the first part of the challenge only. In other words, I thought only while the pieces come out, like you have to get those pieces out before it drops. I'm not saying they said it wrong because James obviously got the memo, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, I interpreted the rules as just plug it until you get your pieces out. So once the pieces were out for me, I was just, number one cheerleader cash and i was just like come on you got this i remember even looking over at james and seeing him standing on his hole wondering what is he doing why Mm. is he standing on his hole Mm. we don't need to do that anymore that part's done so 
again, not saying another part where I'm telling you I'm wrong. I interpreted it incorrectly and thought that the, the plug only meant for the part one of the challenge of the elimination. So this is not a great day for Dom. <laughs> do we have, do we have invited Dom on for this? This was, this was not a great day for Dom. Okay. And uh, uh, hey, man, you know what though? This is this is this is what you sign up for, all right? And you can't hide, all right? This is what you get. This is the show we put on today. This is what this is. This is me. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. You got it. And again, I admit my wrongdoings. I apologize. I am here to say that Cash won this challenge for us, saved us. And she's an amazing person. And I hope she forgives me for this terrible moment in my life, <laughs> our lives, this silly episode that, again, I take it very seriously because I do have family and I don't want um, to come off in this chauvinistic way. It's not who I believe I am, but if there is some of that in me, I'd like it out of my bloodstream. So, again, you live and you learn. And, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully the next episode is a little better. <laughs> We're going to keep our fingers crossed for you, uh, Dom. We, um, we have some questions from the odd from Twitter, but first I had a question for Bryce. Okay. Bryce, if our friend Dom, you know, if the water went a little lower and he was eliminated oh all because God. of his doing, oh my God. would you Bryce have welcomed him to the third boot club? Uh, with oh. open arms <laughs> and, a and, and a plug. Oh my god! <laughs> good to know. Good to know. I just, I just wanted to be sure because my good friend Dom, who does, who I thought does very well on these shows, could have been the third boot, and it would have been something. Oh been man, something. it would have been something. It's a close call. Close call. Yeah. But um, let's go. Uh, let's go to some questions from Twitter. Okay. First and foremost, from our good friend Eliza Orleans. <laughs> Did anyone shout at Dom to plug that hole? Like I said, I couldn't hear much in that tank. So it's possible, but I didn't hear anything. Wow. Everybody, everyone in the world wanted to know that question first. Of yeah. All. I mean, what's weird is that, like, I, I feel like somebody has shouted that to me, uh, but. <laughs> Look <at> that. <laughs> is that the is that the Bryce going out of boundaries whistle? Yeah, for sure. I, I, <laughs> yes, it is. And, and usually he gets this whistle blown at least two to three, three times a pop. Yeah, I do. I've heard that. Our next question. We'd love to hear about the Survivor Alliance vibe so far. Who's he getting along with? Did he trust them? What's good with our crew? This is from sneaky underscore snacks yeah um i was i feel like coming in i i i think the survivors overall at this point have a strong thing it like i said it wasn't until uh i started to see tyson start to branch off a little bit with angela where i started to think that there's some cracks in the survivor alliance but overall it seemed like we were pretty incommunicado with each other on most things maybe there's one or two people that 
So you got to remember, Ben, Sarah, and Tyson all came from 40, and they're all winners. And then the rest of us survivors weren't. <laughs> so we in our own self had our own little bond, the six mm-hmm. remaining survivors. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because we had our own little club where we still wanted to work with all the survivors, but we did feel like there was a different element going on with those three that we couldn't quite pinpoint. So we felt, I think we found comfort in each other saying, all right, we're, you know, we're just going to keep an eye out for each other over here. Understood. Mm -hmm. Bryce, do we have any other (laughs) questions from, okay. (laughs) Okay. From DB (laughs) Chubb, Chubb, Deanna Beth Chubb. Why did it make sense to talk to his partner? Like, like he talks to his employees. It didn't, Deanna. It didn't make sense. Big blunder on my part. That's the answer. Okay. And, and now this is another one from, um, Taylor Stan number one, Beluga 24K. Can you ask him about his toxic masculinity and trying to constantly put down Cache and give her, and give her credit to a man? This is I, this is probably in reference to me congratu- uh, thanking Cinco for his assistance on the win, Ooh. which I guess didn't go over so well. But what I observed from the tank was that most people were rooting for James and Tasha. I believe Cinco and maybe Sarah were giving us a little bit of love. Okay. And one of the tough parts of completing this tower, okay, because neither Tasha or Cash were tall enough to stack them one piece at a time. So what to finish this tower, what it required was stacking four or five pieces low and then putting the whole set of four or five up on top. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. From what I observed, it was Cinco and possibly Sarah who kind of gave cash the idea to do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for me, without that piece of information from Cinco, I don't know that we would have won either. So I wasn't trying to take anything away from cash. She did this. She kept cool, calm and collected and won this challenge for us. But I also believe that Cinco played a role in it and I am thanking him personally for keeping me in the house for this small piece of information that I believe he shared based on what I observed from the tank whether he did or not I don't know but it seemed like he did to me so you heard that in the tank oh I didn't hear it I observed it with my eyes Uh, I saw him saying stack them Okay. Are you questioning me? Okay. 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 So, okay. So this was you, an observation you, you, I made with my eyes. Okay. And did you congratulate? Did you thank? Did you give Cache her flowers as well? I didn't. I, okay. So I watched the episode and I noticed that at the end of the episode, I did give her her love in the episode. Okay. So then I'm running on Twitter a little bit after the episode and I see something from Cinco. And that reminded me, oh, before I forget, let me give props to Cinco as well. So now here comes the downfall because I gave Cinco some credit 
before making a big thing for cash when I should have done that first. Oh, so you went to Twitter to thank Cinco. I didn't go there to thank Cinco. Well, I went to Twitter to go to Twitter. You were on Twitter <laughs> thanking Cinco, and that's why that's where this came from. I believe a tweet I made ah. to Cinco caused an avalanche of people who don't like me. <laughs> Watch those Twitter figures. It's okay. I'm going to sleep just fine tonight. Okay. <laughs> well, to be fair, I go to Twitter for Cinco all the time. So, <laughs> uh, I mean. <laughs> Do we have another question? Part? Hold on. Let me move this. Oh, yeah. This is this is a good one. This is from Sarah Pease. No, S-A-Y-R-A. Sarah Pease. Did he feel like he was being judged as an inferior competitor by the non-survivor fans or competitors? Folks that didn't understand how great he was on Survivor and wrote him off as older slash out of shape. Definitely a vibe I got is that I feel like um, those. Uh, but the thing is, a lot of us didn't watch each other's seasons. You know what I mean? So I probably underestimated people on their own show as well. But yes, I definitely know that coming into it, those that didn't see me on my Survivor season were definitely were definitely asking themselves, what the hell is this guy doing here? You know what I mean? So I was definitely underestimated. And that was fine by me because that works. You know what I mean? Great. Unless, unless the game calls for throwing weak people into eliminations, then it becomes a problem. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I see my wife's name already. <laughs> this question is from Bowahog. Is Kristen more pissed about Dom hanging out with the Love Island girls or the lack of weekly Kiki-esque shout-outs in the episodes? Let's hear it. I'm not trying to compete with Danny and his Kiki shout-outs. That's for damn sure. Um, but yeah, like uh, I know Kristen uh, I'm sure she wasn't thrilled that I'm out on this, you know, she's at home taking care of things, taking care of the house, taking care of the kids, going to work. And I'm out on this show, hanging out with young, beautiful women. Uh, that can't be a great feeling. So, uh, you know, when I, I think when I had triple back to back Love Island girls as partners, it probably wasn't something she was thrilled to see. Sure. Did you, um, was there anything you did for Kristen? Because you had to go away for so long. Is there anything that you were like, you know what? This is for you. Oh, thanks, Wen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, when I got back, we took a little trip. Uh, but did I do something big for her? Uh, did, did she go on any trips or anything? No, like but she's that? welcome to. I told her a hundred times, go wherever you actually. She, she did go to Charleston with her girlfriends. Uh, the same time, uh, right around the same week I left for the show, she took off too. So no one had my kids for the first few days I was gone. <laughs> no, I think uh, we had babysitters, but yeah. So she was, but that's, I think she had that trip planned long before I had the challenge planned. So uh, I owe her a trip for sure. Yes, and she's okay. an amazing. She's I'll amazing. Check in. Shout yeah. out to Kristen. She's going to appreciate that keeping me in, in check here. I have two more questions. I know this is this is our longest podcast. Bryce, I'm sorry. I have two more questions. We kicking it with Dom, Jerome, Michael, Shakur, (laughs) Akeem, Abate. So 
Dom, <laughs> one thing that I noticed with Survivor and even in the challenges, once you get thrown in once or once your name gets written down once, in Survivor, you start seeing your name over and over again. Um, and in the challenge, once you get thrown down there, you, um, in James's case, you know, his name was on the chopping block the first time he scrambled out. He got that thrown down there the second time and he got thrown down there the third time. Um, is this something that scared you being thrown down there with, with cash in this episode that you might, you know, now you're a target. We saw it even with our buddy Jay when he, I think his first season on the challenge, he was thrown in like time and time and time again. This is something that we usually see. That is correct. But that also applies to Jay and Jay alone, where again, you can get protection based on your new partner. Right. So it really depends. You can get thrown down multiple times in a row, but the stars need to be aligned based on who wins the daily challenge and who the loser, like who you're partnered with. So again, let's say Kyland and uh, Alyssa were partnered up and they won again next time. And I was with uh, Kira, a Love Island girl. There's a good chance you'd see me down there again. Right. But that's why the insurance policy is important. Hoping that you get someone that's on the same side as the people that are in power. And this algorithm kind of shakes up the, the ability to keep on throwing people, the same person in or what have you, because they correct. might be paired up with one of these big brother or survivor alliance people. Right. That's correct. The algorithm actually brings balance to the game. I believe because it does it, it, it forces people to make moves when they don't want to. It forces people to throw one of their own in, even though they don't want to. And that to me is good TV. No one wants to watch another paganging, right? right. Uh, it's just, so when you get forced mix up, I believe it's a better show and it might not work out for certain people, but I think it's better TV. And I think they know that. And I think that's why they go with it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And lastly, I had not a question, but I just wanted to, as, as one of your closest buds, man, I know the Twitter verse was twittering on your behind last night. And, um, I, it, it happened to me during season 40, man, they, they came for me and it was difficult, but, I just want to, I want you to know that, man, I know your heart. I know you're a great guy. Keep your head up, keep fighting. And, um, I'm sure like, I'm sure the world will, will, you know, or those people that are not loving you right now, I hope they get to see a, a truer picture of you. Um, at, at, you know, for as long as it, this, as long as your run may be in this, in this game. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys having me. And I know. I, I know because we're friends, it's difficult, but look, you got to ask the questions. You know what I mean? And nobody should hide behind some fake, you know, BS. If I screwed up, I should, I should, you know, s speak about it, you know? And um, again, you guys are great for doing this. This has been a really fun uh, podcast. Not even talking about today, but just since you started it, my family loves it. Um, but again, thank you for letting me come on and give a little bit of perspective. Again, I don't like to not give cash her 
microphone. Uh, that's why I tried my best on this to not speak for her because I'm not going to say something about her and then her not be able to defend herself. So uh, hopefully I did an okay job at that. Uh, and again, to her, she's amazing. She's an amazing person. And I hope uh, we can come back together at some point. But thank you for having me. Uh, if there's any additional insight I can give you guys, even if I don't come on the podcast, but you would like something answered, I'm, I'm happy to uh, help you out any way I can. We appreciate that. Um, I know we, we broached the serious topics today. I'm sure, you know, at some other point we might be able to have you on for a for a, fu- a more fun episode. Uh, Bryce, do you have anything? Uh, I mean, no, I think it was great. I appreciate you coming on, Dom, and I appreciate you being so honest. I appreciate you uh, explaining to us you understand the difference between the shower and the bath, and you know how to plug the <laughs> hole. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Oh, my gosh. I just want to thank everyone for watching another episode of the Challenge Down. If you like what you saw, please subscribe to the Wendell Holland YouTube page. Click like. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, let us know what you feel in the comments. Be respectful. And also you can check out all this YouTube audio exclusively on the Purple Pants podcast on all streaming sites. Thank you all for listening. And that concludes episode three of the Challenge Breakdown. Make sure you head over to Wendell Holland's YouTube page to watch the video version of this podcast. Subscribe to his YouTube page. Give it a thumbs up and get in the comments and let us know what you think. As always, thank you for tuning into the audio version of this podcast on the Purple Pants podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Okay, to the Purple Pants Podcast, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars, and don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to plug the hole, because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast, you better get your headphones and listen up quick, the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.